Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be able to come and share God's word with you this morning. But I'm certainly not wonderful. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> but it's nice to be given that sort of compliment. But it really is great to be with you. And as I said, to share God's word, which is really what we all need to encourage us and to strengthen us in our walk of faith. So as we're looking at Ephesians, last week, Karina introduced us to the Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And she reminded us of the very many spiritual blessings that they and we have now received in the new life that God has given us in Christ. When we walk in fellowship with Jesus, we are walking in fellowship with God. Because Jesus brings us the blessings of forgiveness and the blessing of an open door into the presence of God. And Jesus also brings us the power to live in ways that will honor him and make him known to others. And he shows us the way in which we are able to speak with and hear from God. He shows us how we can be blessed in prayer. As a believer today, we should all want to develop our faith in Jesus and also our fellowship with one another and with others, both locally and on mission throughout our world. Prayer is the underestimated source of power that we all possess, and that will enable this sort of thing to happen no matter where we are or what situation we are in. Prayer is spiritual communication between us and God. It is the way in which we talk to God, and it's the way that we listen to God and allow him to talk to us. Prayer is not restricted. It will help us in our personal walk with Jesus, and it will help others too no matter where in this world they might be. The one sad thing is, prayer can often be the most neglected area of a Christian's life, both personal and within the church. Church meetings, one of the smallest gatherings in the church is when we call people together for prayer. When our heart's desire is to serve Jesus in life and for others to serve Jesus too, prayer is the primary source of power that will help us to fulfill that desire. One of the greatest privileges of serving when we were with BCA was to know that many all around Australia were praying for us as we served. That assurance of knowing others were praying gave us that extra strength to continue even in very difficult circumstances. Here at St. John's, we can strengthen and encourage each other when we know we are praying for one another. Prayer is a priceless and limitless source of power that we have all been given for free. Prayer, like salvation, is a free gift given to each one of us by God. 
And although we might not realize it, prayer is our powerhouse. All prayer requires is a portion of our heart, our mind, our time, and our will. But the reward that we will see is God at work in his church, in the lives of others, as well as our own personal lives. Prayer is an essential if we are to serve and follow Jesus effectively in our life. Paul knows this, and he includes it at the beginning of this letter to remind the Ephesians then, and each one of us who read it today, how good it is to be blessed in our life by having a strong prayer life. Firstly, he gives God thanks for what he has done. Verses 15 to 16, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Paul never stopped thanking God for these believers. Do we thank God for what he's done for us and other believers in Jesus? Paul is encouraging us to do that, to be thankful always for what God has done for us in our personal lives and also in the lives of others. Paul says he's not stopped giving thanks. Neither should we. Giving thanks today appears to be hard for so many people to do because we now live in a world today that seems to take so much for granted a world that is constantly looking for change because it is not satisfied with what it has. And many people in doing that become selfish. They become self-seeking and self-gratifying. And when they don't get what they want, many people become quite angry and rebellious. They become dissatisfied with what they have and they constantly want things to change. Sadly, it's a world that is turning away more and more from God and turning more and more to self. Yet, just like back then, many still follow and serve Jesus in their lives. We need to keep praying for them in our church and wherever else they might be. We must be giving God thanks for them and encouraging them in what they are doing. When we do this, both individually and corporately as a church, how different we will be to so many in our society today. The evil one loves people to criticize and condemn. He loves it when people ignore God and the ways of God. Our Lord calls us to be thankful, to be loving and kind as we follow him. Who do we listen to? Who will we follow? Jesus wants us to possess thankful and faithful hearts. He wants us to be grateful that we have them and also to be grateful that other believers have them as well. Hearts like this, are the catalyst for praying 
and loving as God asks each one of us to do? Are we praying with thankful hearts for ourselves and for others as we remember them in our prayers? This is what Paul starts by doing as he tells them he is praying for them. And we need to encourage each other by praying for each other and maybe at times letting each other know we are praying for them. Paul has set this example before us not to ignore, but take it on board in our lives as followers of Jesus today. And it's an example that should be given a place, not secondary, but primarily in our life. And we are to be eternally thankful for all that God has done for us and through us in Jesus. Then Paul goes on to encourage us in prayer to seek spiritual insight. Verse 17, I keep asking God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you know, may know him better. Well, who of us does not want to know and understand what God expects of us in life. Paul gives us the key we all need to unlock that door. Paul says we should pray for spiritual illumination. We need to keep asking God in our prayers for spiritual illumination, not only for ourselves, but also for others. When we want to get to know someone well, we don't just read information about them. That helps us to know a lot about that person, but it doesn't actually help us to know them well. If we do want to get to know someone well, we need to spend time with them. When we spend time with them, we often begin, if we like what they do, to model ourselves upon what they are doing. The same holds true with God. Reading books of theology and devotional material is great, but they are no substitute for spending time with God and God's people, getting to know him and them personally and then in prayer for them. Do we, do we only know Jesus in our head? Or do we know him well and truly in our hearts as well? When we truly know Jesus in our hearts, the two become connected. And they will link with our hands and our feet. When that happens, we are on our way to knowing Jesus and also on the way to helping others to know Jesus better too. We see uh, we are not just given spiritual insight to store in our heads. Spiritual insight is given to enliven our hearts and to connect with our hands and our feet. Is that what is happening in our lives? When people hear and then see us living in ways that reflect Jesus, we are living in step with the Spirit. When people fail to hear and see us living in ways that reflect Jesus, what are they seeing? 
Many were attracted to Jesus, not just because of his teaching. They were drawn by the way he actually lived out that teaching. And many afterwards were drawn because of the way in which the disciples themselves followed the form of teaching and living of Jesus. We must keep on asking God to give to us that spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we will know him better and then we will also know what he requires of us in our daily lives. It is then that we will be able to put his will into practice in our life and it is then that we will be reflecting the way of Jesus to others. Thirdly, and the final point, Paul prays for enlightenment and hope in verses 18 to 21. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Paul is writing this letter to people who have come to faith in Jesus, people just like you and me. And Paul reminds them he is praying for them. When we pray for others, do we tell them we are praying for them? Or do our prayers just focus on our earthly needs or on the hope we possess for the sure and certain hope of our glorious and eternal inheritance? In our prayers, how often do we think of our eternal home? In our lives, where do we place our hope for our future? Are our hopes and prayers placed on the treasures we have in this world and this life alone? Or are our prayers and our hopes balanced with the treasures promised by Jesus of our life in the world that is to come? As followers of Jesus, we need to remember our life in this world is temporary. It's our life in the world to come that is everlasting. We enter this world empty and we are going to leave this world in exactly the same way. We must not lose sight of the hope Jesus has given us. We must not allow anything to be in competition with it. We must never let go of it. We must not doubt it. We must always believe and trust. God has promised each of us a future that is far more glorious than anything this earth can offer. We must not anyone or anything make us doubt or deny this. And our future hope does not rest in on, on what we have now. Our future hope lies entirely in and on our Lord Jesus and what he has promised is yet to come. 
we are now to give Jesus his rightful place in our life. First place. When we truly submit our lives to Jesus, we will not doubt. We will not fear. We will trust and completely rely on him, not just on our journey in this world, but also our journey in the world that is yet to come. God's great power, the power which raised Jesus from the dead and lifted him back to glory, is given to every believer. It's given to you. It's given to me. It's important to note, Paul does not pray that God's power will be given to believers. He prays that believers will know and understand the power that they already possess in Christ and then allow that power to direct them in their daily lives. Do we truly know the power that lives in us? It's a power that is real. It's a power that will meet us at the point of our need. And it's a power that is completely dependable and consistent. Haddon Spurgeon made this quote, <clears throat> excuse me, a prayerless soul is a Christless soul. Prayer is the crying out of a believing infant the shouting out of the fighting believer, the requiem cry of the dying saint falling asleep in Jesus. It is the breath, the watchword, the comfort, the strength, the honor of a Christian. And Andrew Murray wrote, faith in a prayer hearing God will make a prayer-loving Christian. When reading Ephesians, it's important for us to remember that Paul writes this to the entire church, not to an individual. And Paul prays that the believers in Ephesus will realize the enormity of God's power. I trust and pray that we might realize the enormity of the power that God has granted us to in our Lord Jesus. I trust we will be thankful and prayerful and that we will always seek to serve and honor Jesus in our lives. But above all, as we do, that we will fully realize how great a blessing we have from Jesus with the privilege of prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, we just thank you for calling us to know and trust in Jesus as our Savior and Lord. We thank you for your amazing love, mercy, and forgiveness. And we thank you today for your word that Paul wrote that has reminded us of your awesome power and authority and the privilege and importance of prayer in our life as we serve you. Please help each of us to be a people of prayer and to live and work together 
in ways that display your power to others so that they too will come to know, follow, and honor you in their lives and be people of prayer. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.